You cannot understand America without understanding the South. It's the fastest growing, youngest, and most diverse part of the country. And Southerners are changing the music we listen to, the movies we watch, the food we eat, and the stories we share. I'm John Hammontree, host of The Reckon Interview, and each week I sit down and talk with some of the South's most interesting thinkers and creators. We talk about how this place shaped them and how they're reshaping the South. So go ahead and subscribe to The Reckon Interview, available wherever you get your podcasts. For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. This is Outbreak Alabama, stories from a pandemic. As the novel coronavirus wreaks havoc in Alabama and across the world, these are the stories of those seeking to survive the disease and its economic strain. It doesn't seem that the scope of the problem is going to be matched by the level of what they're attempting. I mean, I'm not really sure how you would fix it at this juncture. Today we hear from AL.com investigative reporter Connor Sheets. Connor recently wrote about Alabama's ongoing unemployment difficulties as it relates to people struggling to successfully file their claims in the scene in Montgomery last week as hundreds of people waited for hours in a parking lot for the chance to meet with a representative of the Alabama Department of Labor and get some answers on how to receive their benefits. According to AL.com's William Thornton, Alabama posted a 9.9% unemployment rate in May as tens of thousands of Alabamians returned to work after widespread layoffs and furloughs brought on by the coronavirus pandemic. Alabama had an unemployment rate of 13.9% in April, its highest in almost four decades, and almost 10 percentage points higher than the previous month. The U.S. unemployment rate was 13.3% in May. Alabama isn't the only state struggling with unemployment claims, with similar situations in Florida, Kentucky, Oklahoma, and others. I spoke to Connor about the scene in Montgomery last week. What happens when the state denies your claim? why we can't solve these problems online or on the phone, and what the state is doing to make things easier on Alabamians out of work. So, Connor, your piece about what was happening outside the Department of Labor location last week paints a pretty unsettling picture. Could you sort of describe what the scene was in Montgomery? Yeah, so I got to Montgomery around 5 a.m. on a weekday. I think it was Wednesday morning. And, um, you know, when I showed up, I knew there was going to be people lined up outside, but I wasn't quite prepared for the reality of what it was going to look like and how just how many people were going to be there. So there was, uh, I would say, at least two or three hundred people there already before 5 a.m. Um, sitting outside, it was raining on and off all through the night. I understand it was actually raining pretty heavily at one point. But in order to get your spot in line to get help with um, a wide range of different unemployment benefit problems, the state was actually making people go and wait in person there. And so, um, you know, since then, the Department of Labor spokesperson has said, you know, we don't require anyone to do this. It's completely optional. But at the same time, if you want to get these benefits, it's the only option um, with a lot of these problems. So. Yeah, there were people out there with tents. There were people sitting on, you know, like lawn chairs. And then there were people literally laying on the ground outside, just lined up social distance, six feet apart, all the way around, like in a huge circle around this um, stadium parking lot on the campus of uh, Alabama State University. Yeah, so they waited in hopes of speaking face to face with someone about administrative issues that caused the state to deny their claims for unemployment benefits, according to your piece. What are those administrative issues? Why are people's claims being denied? So essentially, 
it seems like claims are being denied for like essentially, you know, a wide range of issues that seem to um, have increased in frequency, according to people uh, who've been dealing with uh, unemployment this whole pandemic. But I mean, essentially, it's things like every week, apparently, you have to send in some kind of form, you know, restating why you need unemployment and what your employment status is, and if you've been looking for jobs and that type of thing. And uh, multiple people I spoke with, including a 62-year-old woman who got there at 7 p.m. to wait overnight, she said, you know, she and other people told me that the only reason they stopped getting unemployment checks that they were already getting for weeks was because they had not filled in a form correctly. So, you know, I think she had one answer that was not accurate. Um, and she knew she had it, you know, she knew she had done it wrong. And, uh, you know, she was contacting people and you can't get through to anyone on the phone. The state told me they get 210,000 phone calls, I think, a day about unemployment. And obviously they don't have anywhere near enough people to, it's not humanly possible with the number of people they have to cover all those. And um, if you go to the locations, you know, there's Department of Labor locations across the state. I mean, and talked to people that went to um, Department of Labor career centers, you know, everywhere from Mobile to Demopolis and uh, all of them uniform, like across the board, they all said that they were told they had to go to Montgomery to get help with their issues. And that's it's because all these places, you know, a lot of them used to offer benefits related to, you know, offer um, services related to unemployment benefits. But uh, according to the state, about 15 years ago, they closed down the last of those Arnhem Montgomery. So, yeah. So other issues that people were having were things like, uh, well, one major issue was people's employers not supplying a letter to the state explaining why they were let go. So if you were to be laid off by a company, particularly a problem if it's a company that goes out of business or, go, or shuts down itself even temporarily, if that business doesn't send in a letter on your behalf explaining why, you know, why you're unemployed, then you can't get your benefits. And those letters have to be sent via fax. This is just what one woman told me about the fax thing. But she said for eight days, people at her work had sent letters 30 to 40 times a day, tried to send them via fax, and the fax machines are just busy all the time. So essentially, it's impossible to get through in any other way. And then when you do, they tell you that you have to go sit in this parking lot. And uh, you know, this is one one location for the entire state, and they'll only see 300 people per day. So it's pretty pretty dire. Well, and filing a claim is complicated. There are a lot of questions that you have to answer. A lot of your answer choices are worded very similarly. And the Department of Labor, they've sent out press releases about common mistakes people make when they do it, including answering questions incorrectly, direct deposit errors, failure to certify their claims. Why is this process so complicated? I mean, if you want to look at it from the perspective of some of these people who've dealt with it for a long time, there's, you know, their thought is it seems like it's almost designed to make people fail. And I mean, obviously, I have no evidence of that. And I don't think that that's necessarily the case. But I mean, the way that it's being handled, it's not the most unreasonable conclusion. When you look at one tiny mistake, filling in one question wrong can make it so you can't get your benefits for weeks on end. And the concept that you have to go to this place physically and, and be outside, I mean, it just doesn't point to the system being, you know, that friendly to the, the unemployed. And, um, you know, it's a very underfunded thing. It's about to be insolvent. It seems like it's going to be insolvent by the end of the summer, according to some other reporting out, out there from the Montgomery Advertiser. And, you know, so with that situation, I don't know that there's a concerted effort by the state to not get 
unemployment benefits out there, but they're not making it super easy. Well, and so when someone's claim is denied, the state says people must travel to Montgomery, which you just got done talking about, the only place where specially trained employees are offering assistance. And the department says that they receive more than 200,000 phone calls each day and that it's not equipped to handle that many calls. But why can't this be done online or on the phone, especially during a pandemic? I mean, so the state claims that, you know, you have to have specially trained people who uh, know about unemployment law and that they only have a few of them and that they work, you know, minimal, a small amount of them and that they work only in the Montgomery, you know, only Montgomery. Um, they claim that they can't send any of them to other, this is not in the story, but they can't send people to other uh, locations because of travel restrictions due to COVID. And some of these issues are so simple to me as far as you filled a thing out wrong or, you know, getting a letter from your employer. To me, it doesn't make sense that, and to many people that were there, that that would be something only a specially trained person in unemployment law would be able to do. But that's what they are saying. So, I mean, so the state is actually, after my story came out, the state has, you know, said to other reporters that, you know, it's actually put out, the, you know, created these, I think, two new call centers that are able to handle a lot of calls still. I mean, nowhere near the volume they're getting every day. But they're claiming that those people are not trained to do the things that people need to go to Montgomery for. So, again, I'm not sure why it would require super advanced training to have someone just you would think you could just fill a new form out and they could resubmit it, but that doesn't appear to be how it's working. Yeah, and so when they get to this Alabama State University building, the Academe, what happens? After they've waited in line and they're at the front of the line and they finally get in, what happens? Yes, yeah, so um, my understanding is that right before 8 a.m., person goes through along the line, someone from the Department of Labor goes along the line, hands out these um, small rectangles of paper that explain, you know, what your number is in line. Only the first 300 people are allowed in. Everyone else has to go home. And, and they sort of start bringing everyone into the interior of the Academe. So you're not necessarily waiting. I mean, you, in order to be first in line, you have to be there by like 7 p.m. the night before, it seems like. In order to be in the top 20 first people in line, you better be there by 9 or 10 p.m. But, you know, once you've gotten to the front of the line, you're brought inside. Um, so you might have waited outside all day, all night, but that part's separate from the second period of waiting, which is once you're let into the dome, they line everyone up in there and you have to stand again and wait until your number's called. And so if you're number 297, obviously, the, you know, there's only six to 10 people working every day. Just multiply out how long you would expect it to take to deal with one person's issues. So some of these people have stacks of papers they're bringing in to try to demonstrate why they should have benefits and stuff. So, I mean, you can only imagine that these aren't things that are getting solved in two seconds. So, uh, you know, people are waiting in there hours and hours, you know, up to eight hours or more if you're at the back of the line. So, you know, you're waiting on the outside or you're waiting on the inside or both. So that's pretty stark. So what about the people who managed to get through filing and certifying the claim? Are they receiving their state benefits, I guess, in like a timely manner? So the people who are filling out the paperwork correctly, is it working pretty seamlessly right now in terms of getting the state benefits and the insurance to people? I mean, so reviews are mixed. Um, I've talked to people who filed a claim and literally were paid like a week later, you know, or, you know, a couple of days. I mean, I'm not exactly sure how many days, but within a short number of short amount of time where, you know, it's reasonable to expect it'll take a little while. So I've definitely talked to some people who've had that experience. Um, even just talking to 
friends of mine, though, you know, I've had other people I know who um, it's, it's hard to know whether you filled it out exactly properly. Like they don't necessarily even know when you talk to them on the phone why your claim is being denied. So I think sometimes uh, it's hard to really figure that all out. And I think a lot of people are dropping it once they I mean, some people just aren't even following through if they're on furlough or things like that. So it's somewhat unclear. I know some people, it, you know, it is possible to get your benefits quickly and it is happening with some people, but I'm not sure how widespread that is or how often that's the case. Hard to quantify. Finally, Connor, you spoke to an attorney in Mobile who has been working pro bono to help people who are having trouble getting their benefits. And he said people are desperate for help. Is the state working on any solutions here, any more solutions than a couple you mentioned earlier? Unemployment is obviously way up. And when you've got people camping out to get answers, it seems like on the surface, it's not working. What are some steps they might take to make things easier on Alabamians out of work? I mean, so at this point, the Department of Labor has told me that they're opening new call centers. They're trying to sort they call it cross training, trying to train people from other parts of the department, I guess. I'm not exactly sure. I'm trying to train up some more people who have knowledge of some of these issues. But, you know, it doesn't seem that the scope of the problem is going to be matched by the level of what they're attempting. I mean, I'm not really sure how you would fix it at this juncture in any kind of fast manner. I mean, they used to have a number of unemployment offices around the state. They no longer do. And that's something that's a systemic thing that's, you know, 15 years ago. So they sort of say that they're federally funded and that a lot of what they do is based on the unemployment rate. And they said for a long time, the unemployment rate was low or, you know, a number of years. And then all of a sudden, overnight, the pandemic hit and they weren't ready for that influx of cases. And I think whether they should have been prepared for something, despite the fact that, you know, I mean, things happen in life and there's probably going to be dips and things and, and you would think that they would be prepared. But the fact of the matter is that they're not. And I don't know how you possibly address that, honestly. I, I think it's a, you know something they're trying to ramp up some additional help. But right now, I think the lines are probably here to stay. And also, they're now saying that they're not even sure. I'm not even sure they're still there because uh, they were talking about potentially closing down the site this week. So I don't know what would happen under those circumstances either. Connor, thank you so much. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you or anyone you know is affected by coronavirus and want to share your story, please email bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N at al.com. For all of our coverage on the outbreak and how it continues to impact Alabama, visit al.com slash coronavirus. If you like the show, please rate us and write a review. Thanks for listening.